Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. I'm Teresa Molito Connors, a doctoral level educational administrator and mental health practitioner focused on helping you, our world's helpers. Every day we have a choice to prioritize our well-being, to incorporate reflection, recovery, renewal, and resilient strategies into our lives. However, those of us who step up and serve our communities in healthcare, education, nonprofit spaces, and more can struggle with putting ourselves first. I've seen this firsthand. It's a challenge. Enter Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. Here, we have real, intimate conversations with leading experts passionate about accessible, sustainable self-care in its 10 domains. It's all about the hard work we can take on together to find our spotlight. Today, I want to just talk a little bit about prioritizing your tasks. If you're anything like me, you likely have a very long, ever-growing to-do list. And sometimes it can be really overwhelming when you look at those tasks and you're feeling like you're not getting enough done and you'll never get it done. And it just can be really overwhelming and daunting. So when you see that happen, I want you to take a step back and really ask yourself, what is the priority? And sometimes you just have to accept that you can't get everything done. Some things are a priority, some things are, you know, would be nice to do, and some things are just maybe not ever going to happen, and that's okay. There's no sense in continuing to push and stress and burn yourself out trying to do it all, and it's okay to ask for help. This reminds me of a saying that goes something like, you want to give the best of you, not what's left of you. And with that, today we welcome Maggie Paratin to the podcast. Maggie is an international business and leadership coach and the owner of Stairway to Leadership. Maggie Paratin gives service-based entrepreneurs clarity and tools to exceed their business goals and transform into authentic and high-performing CEOs of their businesses. Through her Dream, Plan, Do coaching model, Maggie helps clients align their mindset, business skills, and high-performance habits to transform their business from an unreliable source of income to a client-attracting gem. Maggie is also the host of the Diamond Effect podcast, and she's our first international guest hailing from the Toronto area of Canada, where she lives with her family. And here's our conversation. We are ready to go. Thank you so much, Maggie. I'm excited. You're my first international guest here on the podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for having me, Teresa. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to dive right in. Uh, This is kind of my favorite question to open with, and it's pretty simple, I think, but I get such a variety of answers. I love it. So what does self-care look like for you? What does self-care look like for me? First off is my morning routine. I love it. Love it. Tell me more. I follow it religiously unless I travel and so on and then I adopt it to like, let's just say change circumstances. But how it looks at this point, and I just want to say, don't get scared people who don't have morning routine, how it looks. It didn't look like it when I started. 
So right now it looks like I get up and I stretch for about 20 minutes and I wake up at the same time because I get up very early. So it's kind of like stretching wake up nice. type of okay. thing. And then I drink some water, but I also meditate. So like 10 minutes, not, not too long. I meditate and then I do some self-development. So I either watch something or I listen to a book or journal. So kind of like like that. So that's my morning routine. And I love it because it allows me to ground myself for the day, be really focused and start day strong. Yeah. Okay. I don't even like dress up. I dress up out. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't nice. even like it's all in PJs. <laughs> So, so that's that. And then um, I try to be active in a way that just works for me. So for example, every day we work from home with my husband and my husband also works from home, even though he's employed, he's not an entrepreneur. Um, we go for a walk every lunch. So that's our like couple time nice. and a little bit. And then, you know, I have a family, I have young kids. So we try to be active with kids. So I don't necessarily work out or anything, but I keep that in mind to just try to be active in a way that works for me. So that's self-care. And then, you know, sometimes I do like occasional special things like taking a bath or doing something just for me or something, <clears throat> but that's more occasional, right? It's not something that I follow religiously and so on. Um, and then definitely taking time to rest and recharge. So getting enough sleep, and not working when I say I'm not going to work, mm. right? And taking time off, all those things, that's, I believe it's super important. So, and I, you know, for me, that's part of self-care as well. And then yeah. having a healthy diet. So that's what self-care means for me. Yeah. Wow. You touched upon so many different domains. I love it. And I love how you said, don't be scared that, you know, if your routine doesn't look like this because yours didn't at one point and that has kind of evolved no. over time. And I think that's really yes. important because somebody might hear you just say that and be like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to do that. How does this lady yeah. do this every morning? So, OK, maybe you don't have a half an hour to do a routine like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe you start with a five minute routine. Maybe you just get up and do five minutes of stretching yes. and that's it. Like, that's fine. That's right. And you'll have benefits okay. even just from those little bits. And I love yeah. the, the daily walk with hubby during lunch. That's awesome. Yeah. And when you say yeah. active with the kids, what does that, does that mean? Like maybe walks with the kids or what playing, well, like what kind of stuff? That can, that can mean playing. That can mean walks on the weekend. You know, we liked, especially during COVID when everything was oh, closed, yeah. we started even more. Like we like to hike and we have green areas close to where we live. But like during COVID, we would do that pretty much every weekend, twice, like Saturday and Sunday. Um, You know, if there is you know, winter in Canada, right? Skating from time to time or whatever things we can do or biking or whatever. So like just things that, yeah. you know, a regular family, I guess, would do. Nice. No, that's really nice. And I that's good for the kids, too. Like I always say to when I'm giving presentations and whatnot, like incorporate the family mm -hmm. into this. Don't make it this thing that you do away from your family. Like self-care can be with the whole family, meditate yeah. and teach your kids yeah. how to meditate. Let's push this to the next generation and let them start yeah. to build these skills much earlier. I love that. That was great, great advice. Um, and it sounds like a beautiful routine. And I think that when I think back about my own self-care routines, they've definitely mm -hmm. evolved over time and yeah. things have yeah. kind of 
you know, maybe I was really into something at one point, but that's kind of gone to the back burner and now I'm more into yeah. something else. And so it can kind of ebb and flow. And it's definitely evolved for me. You know, when I started my morning routine, as you say, it was literally three minutes of just taking some deep breath, like, you know, in and four, hold on four, out on four, because I was a stressed young mom, a corporate leader running kids to daycare, driving to my work for 45 minutes one way mm-hmm. and so on. And I, I didn't think I had time for anything more than that. So it was literally like at some point I said, like, I can't go on like this. I need to find a way to kind of not start the day stressed, right? But ground myself and, and reduce the stress. And that was my start. Yeah. Get up, close your eyes, stand up, spend four minutes just breathing and stretching right and just like story about our walk like how that happened with my husband is that we realized when we still were working in a corporate we did not have time as a couple to talk about things mm. because I was commuting he was either at home or commuting then kids were at daycare by the time we came dinner and then we were just too tired. Yeah. And then we found ourselves on the weekend trying to remember things or talking and realizing like we really need time as a couple to even talk through things, right? So what I started doing as part of that, like I, in my corporate job, I was one of those people who never took a break or ate at their desk and so on. And I was like, no, that has to stop. Like I need a mental break. So I started taking a break for lunch and I started and then we would call each other. So when the weather was oh, nice, nice, I would just go outside and start walking around nice. <laughs> and just call my husband and have a chat with him. So then when COVID came and we all came home and then, you know, I, I left my company and then started my business, um, it just became this great, you know, I guess, tradition that we've had and we just kept it, especially the cover like, okay, let's go out yeah. of the house. We have it. We talk. So let's just keep talking, but kind of walking and then we love it. That's awesome. I love that. And I love that it started even beforehand, but it has, has kind of continued. That's great. Mm-hmm. I was poking around on your website and reading some things about you, which is beautiful work. It sounds like you do some really awesome stuff. And I noticed a section about core values. And I love mm-hmm. core values. I think they're important for folks to kind of think about their own core values. And I think you had yeah. yours listed as simplicity, excellence, and courage. So I was wondering yes. if you could tell us a little bit more about those core values and maybe even like what core values are and how folks could think about developing yeah. their own. Yeah. So core values are really things that the behaviors that you would live by, that's important important to you as a human being. And then, you know, I brought some of them into my business. So they're not all like in my business, but I'll explain like the way I went about it. Actually, I don't, you know, I don't know if your listeners know, but um, Brenna Brown has the book Dare to Lead. And she talks in there about core values and she actually has a list in that book. You can even go on her website and download the list, like all kinds of values that allow you to think, right? And, and reflect on like, what is important to me? And I always, you know, suggest my clients saying like, narrow down to certain buckets, because certain values fall into certain buckets and just pick five to three, no more. Because then, you know, if everything is important, nothing is, right? (laughs) So in my personal life, one of the big values or one of the big things is 
the time with my family. So my family love and so on. But I didn't necessarily bring that into my business, even though it's my philosophy and so on, right? Because I'm like, that's my philosophy. That's the basis of how I coach and so on. So it doesn't necessarily need to be the value in my business. So the way I um, picked simplicity, excellence, and, and courage is simplicity is my core value, even my personal life. I like things simple. I don't overcomplicate. I don't overthink and so on because I I believe it's a waste of time. And when we overthink and I really believe is life is simple in its essence, we just as human beings can make it complicated. And our Facts. job is to <laughs> simplify when you really distill life and business for that case to its essence, it's very simple. And the more complicated we make it, the more difficult it becomes. So I wanted to carry that in a way that I coach my clients. I, you know, coach some business foundations and skills in a very simple way. You don't have to have an MBA. You don't have to be this elaborate business person to understand it. And that's what my clients need, right? They don't necessarily need all the complex things, right? So, and I wanted also my clients to understand that because ultimately in business, if you want to scale your business in a way that doesn't burn you out, you need to keep things simple. Simple can be streamlined, simple can be scaled. The more complex, the harder it is to do. Then courage, it was for me and my clients. You know, when you are an entrepreneur, there is you do a lot of things you've never done before. You need to put yourself out there and you need to bring the courage out of you. And I believe we all have it because we all have fear. And those are like two opposites. One doesn't exist without the other, right? Therefore, if we feel fear, that means we have courage. We just need to remember we have it mm-hmm. <laughs> and then exercise it Absolutely. as we go. So, so I wanted to uh, bring that because even me, sometimes, you know, I forget and I'm scared and it's like, you know, no, 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 you can do this, right? Believe in yourself, just go make. And, you know, when I think about my life, the most important decisions that I made that kind of turned my life around in a direction that I wanted were courageous decisions. Like they were scary as hell and it required that a bit of courage to 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 go through them. And then excellence is a bit of juxtaposition to perfectionism, right? People think that they need to perfect, but perfectionism is very limiting. It's focused on pleasing others, right? So everything needs to be perfect because how others will um, will think about it. And I don't want to feel shame or I don't want to fail. So therefore I perfect it, but it's very limiting because I believe as humans, we're not perfect. Mm. Therefore, whatever we create will never be perfect. And if we try to be perfect, we don't grow. There's no room for growth if you try to perfect something, right? So excellence is just doing the best you can with the resources that you have and the knowledge that you have. It's not like doing things half-assed, but doing the best you can and putting it out there in the world. Mm. And then when you learn better through that learning, because I put something and then I can assess what worked, what didn't, can I make it better? Then through that learning, you become better and you master whatever you're doing. So those are the, you know, the, 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 I guess the origin and the thinking behind those values. Nice. But you can have more and they could be a little bit different for your business or your personal life, or they could be like deriving from, you know, one can be 
taken from something else. So. Yeah. No, I think it's really important to think about what those values are for yourself. Yes. And I know some other, um, you know, different, different experts, uh, Brene Brown being one, Cheryl Richardson's another self-care expert. She has her kind of core f- desired feelings. She talks about her core values and Danielle Laporte. She's another um, self-care expert. She does, she calls mm-hmm. them core desired feelings. It's all basically getting at the same, the same thing. And we've talked a little bit about them in, in other podcast episodes. So we'll be sure to link some of those resources and Brene Brown's yep. list too in the episode notes. Yep. So I do think it's important just to think about, and I've even like, you know, you can take that one step further. And if you're going for a job interview or something like that ask the client or the person interviewing like what are your core values you see think? how you're aligning yeah. with people I, I remember when I was back in the corporate and I was hiring people that was one of the questions I always had love it and everybody was surprised because that's a rare question yeah, that is. people ask but that was always a question that I ask what are your core value what's important to you right and then because then we when we decide on do things in our lives to make, like we want to make those decisions through those filters. So I'll give you that, that example through self-care, like personally, family is really like tight knit, good relationships are very important to me with my kids and my husband. Therefore, that's why I include them in my being active, right? right? Yes. I take time for me as a woman as one, but at the same time, that, that relationship and the love and family is super important. So whatever I can do and whatever we spend time together, right? And and have doing our passions and so on. So traveling and being active and so on. But that's driven me being clear on, yeah, family is important to me. Yeah. Awesome. Did you hear the news about our exciting new offering from the self-care cabaret? We're calling it Talk Back. If you're familiar with the theater space, you may have participated in a Talk Back before. After a performance, the cast and crew will come back on stage to chat with the audience and answer questions. Think of it as a casual, guided discussion. Inspired by this and by popular interest, we've come up with a talkback for the Self-Care Cabaret podcast. Groups will listen to a podcast episode or two of their choosing. Then I'll come and lead your discussion, either in person or virtually, of those episodes, expanding on the big ideas. It's a great option for groups looking for short, impactful professional development or smaller teams looking to get an introduction to self-care and well-being. We have done a few of these so far, and let me say they have been so much fun. So if you're interested in bringing a talk back to your group or organization, email podcast at drmcselfcare.com. And now on with the show. So I know you do a lot of work with busy entrepreneurs and the coaching yeah. <laughs> and, and I think you have some programs that you've created and things like that, which is really cool. And our podcast listeners, audience is mostly, they're not entrepreneurs, they're mostly helping professionals, but also very okay. busy people. So I feel okay. like we have some, you know, common commonalities here. Yeah. So I'm wondering like one tip or like your number one tip for busy entrepreneurs so when their number one tip is, I guess, just establish some good habits and really um, for anybody, because I started my habit journey was when I was in corporate, I wasn't an entrepreneur and I was just busy. That's the thing. Like I had a demanding job and young kids and so on. And that busyness was creating a lot of stress 
in my day to day. And yes, my job was demanding and all that, but like it was just heading, mm. right? And when I stepped on the path of sort of, I call it high performance and really establishing the good habits, starting with some morning routines, then then move towards creating boundaries and prioritizing my work and planning ahead things that I was going to do. So not just like having a never ending to-do list mm. and then going out of then and deciding on the fly or like just the day ahead, what you're going to do, but more like a week ahead and so on. It really changed my life. It changed how much I could accomplish within the same time, how much less stressed I felt, how much more grounded I felt, how much better I handled even unexpected circumstances. And it didn't get to me. I was able to reschedule things and so on. It just truly changed my life. So like if I had like one tip or one example, just establish certain good habits. And it could start as simple as that. I get up in the morning, I take a few deep breaths and stretch for three minutes. And I start my day rather than I get up, I look at my phone, I get stressed <laughs> and start running. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important for people to remember, and it's hard to like conceptualize this unless you've actually experienced it, but those mm -hmm. little habits and little things that you do yes. can have such a dramatic impact. Yes. they And, and they, you're right. Like people sometimes don't believe, and that's the thing about simplicity that people don't believe that the, most powerful solutions to our problems are the most simple mm -hmm. one. And our brain wants to always say, no, 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 that's too simple. That's too easy. That's not going to work. And therefore we don't try at all as opposed to thinking, hmm, what if did it, it did work? What if I tried, right? Give it a chance. And, and, and that's, or people get overwhelmed because they think like, oh, I need all those things. I need to try them all at once. And that's not, you know, that's not how it will work, but even the simplest shifts, not even big changes, but like even the simplest shifts can have very powerful, positive effects. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. Have you ever read Atomic Habits? Yes. Yeah. It talks a yes. lot about that in that book yeah. about just those little things and it and gives some really powerful examples in that book yes. too. Yeah. And I think until you've experienced it, it seems like too mm -hmm. good to be true. <laughs> But it is I really know, but important. It's true. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But definitely, um, you know, important to remember and to start incorporating just those little little things that you can do. Like I'm big on like, you know, we slot in the little bits of self-care where we can throughout the day. You're not going to have, yeah. you know, three hours every day to be like, oh, a spa day, yep. a bubble bath or this, yep. that and the other thing. Like, no, no, we're talking about taking some time to be in your body, to get a get mm -hmm. some movement in, to um, hydrate, to get good sleep, mm -hmm. to practice mm -hmm. some self-compassion. Like there's so much you can do that can really yeah. just be a foundational routine that just becomes how you just show up in the world. It doesn't have to yeah. be like something else you do. It just becomes yeah. you. Yeah. And, and, you know, very often we think, oh, we don't have time. We're so busy. But then if we're not really intentional with how we spend most of the time, we're wasting a yes. lot of it. And yes. we don't even realize it, how much time we have and how much Turning that unintentional waste of time into something intentional, as you say, all those little things here and there can make a whole lot of difference. Yes. 
for sure. That might, we might do something with the episode title around stop wasting your time because we can use our time much, much better. I hate when people tell me they don't have time to practice self-care. I'm like, no, no, you don't have time not to practice True. self-care. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And then I heard this quote and I don't know, I'm probably where I'm going to, I don't know who said that, but you know, about meditation, right? Um, that all you need is really 10 minutes a day. And people who say they don't have time to meditate, they should meditate an hour. Yeah. A day. <laughs> I've <laughs> heard something similar to that. I know yeah. that I know the quote you're referring to. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like, yeah, if you don't think you have time, you should do double. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. Great. I love that. So I also noticed on your um, reading about you and learning about you, your kind of dream plan do model, which I think is part of your coaching kind of philosophy and practice. So I'm sure you have some some tips for kind of goal setting. And as we're kicking off a new year here, I'm wondering, you know, everybody gets all wrapped up in goals for the new year and whatnot. So what are some of your tips for kind of goal setting or any kind of, I don't know, little secrets you got for setting goals? Yeah, you know, it's funny you ask that. I just did like a 10 minute presentation like a couple of times this week about it. I'm sure (laughs) it's a hot topic. Yeah, yeah. So quick tips is when you set goals, you want them to be ambitious enough to put you outside of your comfort. So you want to feel a bit uncomfortable when you think about the goal. And that's what James Clear says, actually, in Atomic Habits, right? The Goldilocks rule where it's a little bit ambitious, but also not so big that it suffocates you, that it just sends your brain to, oh my God, I'm setting myself up to fail. I can't do this because then you're not going to do anything. You're not likely to do when it's like, hey, I can do it, but I need to grow. That's what it is. And what I say is like, people misunderstand the goals. They either set them But then they don't create a plan, right? So that's where the plan comes in. It's like, I set the goal and it will magically happen. I will put it in the drawer. Yeah, no, they miss the action piece of it. Just because, right? But Or or I don't plan and I think that action will just like come up. No, like I need to set the goal and create a plan and then take action, right? Like if I want to really reach the goal, I need to take action. Um, So either they don't do that. So they set the goal and forget about them. Or they use the goal in the other way where they use it almost like a whip to beat Mm. themselves up and reach the goal by any means, by any price, and therefore get overwhelmed or down and so on. The goal is really there to show you where your growth is. Because let's say you're in point A and your goal is point B, there's a gap between them. And that gap is really your growth to get there. Because if you knew how to achieve that goal already, you would have already had it. Like you would have already had that result. Therefore, you need to grow, right? And then you reach that goal. So the goal is just telling you, hey, like, here is your growth. And as you go and implement it, it just tells you where you are on that journey. Now, as I say to my clients who are business owners, it's like, You don't have, you're not a publicly traded company. You don't have a board of directors or shareholders breathing on your neck and telling you, oh, if you don't reach that goal within the time frame you gave yourself, let's say in a year, then the world is going to end and you're (laughs) losing your job, right? Your timeline is just an estimation to give you some kind of measurement, right? If it takes you a bit longer, so what? Sure. If it takes you 
11 months or 13 months instead of 12, okay, big deal. You still accomplish the goal. It just took you a little bit longer, yeah. right? You just underestimate the amount of time that will take you. If you take you less, awesome, amazing, set another goal. Right? <laughs> so I would say, I would say like don't treat the goal, don't give the goal the power over you where you're like either beating yourself up or not doing anything. Like you're in charge of it. You're in charge of your actions. You're in charge of how you behave. The goal is just there to help you grow, to show you where your growth is and tell you where you are on this route. And as he said, Teresa, earlier, like you need to have a lot of self-compassion through it, yeah. right? Because you will try and sometimes it's not going to go the way you want it because it's something new. You've never done it before. It's like, you know, nobody puts on the skates and goes on the ring and just becomes an Olympic medalist right off the bat like there is a lot of trial and error and falling and whatever right so that's just an implementation or action like that's normal that sometimes things don't go the way we want them but it's not the reason to stop it's the reason to just get up get better and keep going right get up get better and keep going could also be a part of the title of the episode we'll have to see how we how we feel in the editing process <laughs> Nice. No, that's great. And it is important to kind of remember, you know, like if it takes a little longer, that's fine. Yeah, not a big deal. Or if you decide, you know what, this is no longer my goal. I don't want to do this anymore. Like that's also fine too. Like whatever it is. Yeah. Like you want to set the goals and things that are important to you that you want to do not the goals that you think you should do. Right. Right. A lot of people set the goals, the shoulds. And then, of course, it's hard to motivate yourself when you just think you should, but you don't really see why would you want to do it? Why is it important to you? Yeah. Right. So if you do that and then you realize, you know what, I really don't want to do it. Just, yeah, don't move away from that goal. But like, I guess one of the other tips about the goal is like be really clear why you want to do it. Why is it important to you? Have that strong why, because that will give you motivation to keep going when maybe things don't go the way you want it. And just embrace that, that that's the journey, right? It's not just this perfect journey, daisies and butterflies, everything is always (laughs) right. Anything that we require some growth from us that we want to achieve, there will be some like you know, challenges along the way. So when you accept that and you treat it as normal, then you're less likely to um to give up because you're like, oh yeah, that guy was expecting that, no problem. You know, I will fix it or whatever. I will didn't do it this day. I didn't go to the gym today, not a problem. I'll go tomorrow, right? Or like the day after, whatever. Um, so yeah, but be very clear why you want it. Like just set goals for things you really want to do. Yeah. Um, and if not, just let it go. Okay. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. I don't want to do it. I don't care. Yeah, I think that's I'll a, do something. That's an, also a really important um, reminder yeah. for sure. I love it. Yeah. So I also, um, I know you're a self-proclaimed self-development book nerd. So I'm wondering <laughs> what you're yeah. currently reading or what is your favorite, if you have like a favorite of all time or what you're currently reading. Uh, one of the favorite of all times, I guess, it's Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. I really love that book one. and make a big impact. I read it, I don't know how many times, and I will always recommend it. The one that I just finished, which is 
amazing, but it's a business book. So I'm not sure, but you know, it could be for people who are just interested in leadership and, and in business general, sure. you don't have to be an entrepreneur. It's the ride of the lifetime written by Bob Iger, who was, oh, and actually is, is the Disney, Disney yeah. CEO. Yeah. The sixth Disney CEO. So it's funny because he reads this book and he's about to retire. And I asked through reading the, the book, I started Googling him and he's, he's back, back now. Yeah. Another couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> I think he tried to retire and then COVID happened. I think it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was around that. Time. Yeah, exactly. Ride of a lifetime. That sounds like a great the ride book. of the lifetime. Yeah. Really good book. Um, it's mostly about his career, but there was, you know, there's some great information about Disney and how how he led it, um, you know, through different acquisitions and so on. But it's it's a just a great leadership book. And then, you know, again, for those of you who are just interested in business and leadership overall, then that's a it's a great book. Awesome. Cool. And some fun, fun stuff about Disney. <laughs> yeah, no. And I mean. Disney's like amazing like for as a right? company like my goodness um <laughs> exactly. so that's awesome thank you for sharing so I'm wondering if you could share with us lastly like your kind of social media handles and where folks can find you if they want to connect with you after hearing you here yes yeah, so um as I have a podcast as well it's called the diamond effect and yes it's a business podcast but I do talk a, a lot about you know setting goals and time management and so on that could be relevant for other people and uh, I do actually I did record a podcast how to set and achieve goals and it will come out on the 30th of December 2022 I'm not sure when this podcast is yeah coming it'll, it'll out already so... be out by the time folks are hearing this so they'll be able to okay yeah so it will that. be already up um so there and then my website stairwaytoleadership.com it's one word stairwaytoleadership.com or you know under Maggie Perotin I'm available I'm, I'm present on LinkedIn or Instagram mostly awesome Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. This was a lot of fun to meet you and learn about all the cool stuff you're doing. And you gave us so much great information and tips to think about as we kind of kick off 2023. Yeah. Thank you, Teresa, for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Maggie shared such great information about her morning routines and her core values definitely gives us something to think about. And remember, you can start small. Small habits over time will have a dramatic impact. And I love the reminder that life may knock you down. You will experience challenges, setbacks, and failures. P.S. Everyone does. It's part of the human experience. But the important piece is that you get up, get better, and keep going. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and leave a review for this podcast on your preferred platform. And as we close out today's show, I want to invite you, yes, you, to the Self Care Cabaret's first ever Self Love Rebellion. It is a free virtual event coming up on Thursday, February 16th, 2023. Friends, Valentine's Day just happened. Maybe as you're listening, you've already been feeling overwhelmed or you're constantly giving and giving and not getting much in return. Or maybe you're finding it just tough to love yourself. If so, join me for the Self-Love Rebellion on Thursday, February 16th, 2023, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
all are welcome. We'll be talking about stress management grounded in self-love with strategies you can incorporate into your day. It's only 30 minutes and it's free. To sign up for the Self-Love Rebellion, visit my Facebook or Instagram at Dr. MC Self-Care or my website, drmcselfcare.com. Hope to see you there. And thanks again for listening. Stay well and do good. <music>